Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to the Cyber Church ministry that we have for you today. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be strengthened. We're going to be talking about the war for your faith. Now, this is all part of this month's series called The God of Creation. And I hope you're figuring this out by now, knowing that the biblical account of creation is so incredibly accurate, is so encouraging and so strengthening to your faith. And you know, that's what I want to do. I want to build up your faith. I want you to feel better about you, feel better about God, but I want you to have a faith that absolutely works. Now, remember, you can use these programs in your iGroups. You can use these programs in your midweek services. We have people using them for everything you can imagine. Right now, you're going to church with people all over the world who use this as a part of their weekly ministry and their weekly outreach. And these programs are always available at impactministries.com for free. I want to invite you to be sure and download our free message for this month, The God of Creation. Listen, this is going to encourage you. It's going to help you. It's going to reveal things to you about God and His creation. It's going to strengthen your faith and build you up. And if you ever miss downloading any of these, they're on our resource page for free. All right, this week we're going to be talking about the war for your faith. Now, I told you this as we began this series back at the first of the month. Your faith is deeply, deeply rooted in what you believe about creation. First of all, there's the fact that God created the world, but also there's the understanding about how the world functions and how the world is really designed to produce life. And one of the things that you discover with creation, when you look at it from a biblical perspective or when you look at it from a true scientific perspective, you discover that our entire universe is uniquely designed to support life on planet Earth. And I'll tell you, if that doesn't testify to the greatness of God and the love of God and the forethought of God in creation, then nothing ever will. You know, I want just to review a couple of things, you know, because we learned some really important things. One of the things that we learned was that the world was actually created in six 24-hour days. Now, man, that is just beyond our comprehension. But modern science that's based on quantum physics actually reveals this. You know, we have ways now to measure how much the universe has expanded. And based on those calculations, from the moment God spoke everything into existence, from that very moment when energy transferred into matter, at that very moment, the universe began to expand. And because these wonderful scientists can calculate this stuff, they can understand what's going on, they have been able to calculate that the world not only is it important to know that it was created in six 24-hour days, but just the fact that it was created. Because you have to understand, up until recently, science tried to insist that our universe had no beginning, it had no end. But you know what? It had a beginning. Its beginning was with God, and God created in six 24-hour days. Now, if you want to know more about the calculations, the mathematical calculations on that, you can go back to our first program in this series, and I'll, I'll be talking about it there. But just briefly, I'll just remind you that because 
because the universe is expanding and time and space are intimately connected, time is stretching out. So even though the universe was created in six actual days, as the universe has expanded from where we are, if we were measuring that, that would actually calculate to a little more than 15 and a half billion years. And, you know, these types of equations, I understand they just boggle the mind. You know, it's just almost beyond anything that we could comprehend, but it's the absolute mathematical truth that has been discovered, that has been established by the greatest minds in the world that understand this stuff. I'm not saying I understand this stuff. I'm saying great minds understand this stuff, and whether they believe the Bible or not, Modern science is finally catching up with the Bible. And in fact, true science always validates the Bible. Another thing that I alluded to, and we didn't go into it in great detail, but you know, every 24-hour period after creation, as time was expanding, each day was actually cut in half. So the first day of creation was 8 billion years, and uh, the second day of creation was 4 billion years, in other words, it went down to two billion years. It kept being cut in half. Now, this is hard to get your mind around. It wasn't two billion years at the time. It's two billion years the way it is measured from here. It's sort of like taking a rubber band and holding a rubber band out and saying, okay, this rubber band is six inches long, and each one of these inches represents one day. But now, if you took that rubber band and stretched it out, it is the same rubber band, but now, you know, according to how flexible it is, you may stretch it out to be 10 inches or several feet according to its flexibility. So now, if you had marked off each one of those days when you stretch this out, now those days are several inches long. Well, that's what happens when time and space expands. So one of the things that we realize is that the biblical account of what happened, what was actually created on each one of those days corresponds not only with the measurements of time that we have, but also corresponds with the actual fossil records that we have so that we know that science and the Bible are in fact completely in sync with one another. Now, time as it is known today, now keep in mind our universe is an interactive universe, which means it changes and it's altered based on having an observer. Well, in the beginning, God was the only observer, but when Adam was created, from the time of Adam until now, time has been measured just exactly as is measured today. And so the biblical account of time then from Adam, how many years actual intelligent life, how many years mankind has been here is clearly established by the Bible. Now, let me tell you something. Many people would say, well, Jim, what about Neanderthal man? What about Cro-Magnon? You know, what about these beings that they found? Well, you know, here's what you have to understand. It doesn't matter how similar something was to being a human being. If the Spirit of God had not been breathed into it, it was not a man, no matter how similar our bodies were. You know, there's dozens of different animals that have similar bodies, but they are not the exact same species. And so it's never bothered me that they have found body, fossils of bodies or bones of bodies that are similar to mankind because mankind started when God breathed his breath of life into Adam. Now, another very important thing we learned is that what we have been taught about Darwin's theory of evolution has been totally disproven. Now, I want you to understand something. 
the reason this is so important, I'm not trying to just pick at science. You know what? I love science. I really wish I was more scientific-minded. I really wish I'd had time in my life to study more of those things because I am so intrigued by science because in true science, you always find things that correlate. As a matter of fact, everything in true science correlates and confirms exactly what the Bible says. Now, one of the things that the Apostle Paul warned about, he warned Timothy to avoid these vain babblings that come from false science or from so-called science. Because even in his world at that day, there was a science, if you will, that was based on the teaching of the Nephilim that had been handed down from the time that the Nephilim cohabited before the flood and however they existed after the flood. All through history, there has always been Nephilim influence in the way science has been thought of. But you have to understand, uh, the governments of the world want to totally destroy any confidence in God. They want to totally destroy the idea that God created the world and that God created man because once those two factors are completely undermined, then you have no basis for faith. Then science, as it is presented to you by a government that controls the information, suddenly becomes the absolutes of morality, justice, the absolutes of all ethics, the absolutes about how we can treat people and what's just and what's unjust. And so you have to understand that the war that's being waged for your faith probably is not happening the way you think it is. You know, it's amazing. Most people think that the greatest enemy of their faith is sin. Listen, sin is just a fruit of the problem. Sin is not the problem. It's the fruit of the problem. The war against your faith comes from sources that you have probably never even considered, and we're going to talk about in the second half of this program. But I want you to understand, the fossil record proves that there is no link of a progression of life as it was described by Darwin. And Darwin himself said you have to ignore the fossil record in order to buy into his extrapolation of the information. Well, I'll tell you something. We don't have to close our eyes to the fact as Christians, we don't have to be embarrassed. We don't have to be intimidated by science. We just have to have the right information about science because you got to realize, you know, in schools today, including college and some graduate work, there is still a lot of old science being taught that is absolutely incorrect, but there's also a lot of Bible that's being taught that's absolutely incorrect. So the gap between science and the Bible is more about the ignorance and the misunderstandings on the part of the scientists, the ignorance and the misunderstandings on the part of the believers, and we can close that gap. And I'll tell you what, we'll be strengthened for it. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Be sure don't go away. This month, we're offering you an incredible special on our book and our CD series. You can get either one, the book or the CD series, but if you get them together, I'm telling you, you're going to give yourself more information about understanding how to guard your heart, how to protect your faith, and how to prepare yourself for what lies ahead. There's no reason that anything should take you by surprise. There's no reason you should not be prepared, and I'm going to help you do it. Now remember, the reason all of this stuff is so important is because your faith is ultimately being challenged from sources that you never ever thought about. See, you never thought about the fact that just going to school and sitting in a science class would challenge your faith. But when the Bible says one thing and your science teacher says the other thing, 
it undermines and it challenges your faith. It makes you ask questions. Your children today are going to school and they are hearing things that challenge their faith. When the government says things that contradict the Word of God, it challenges your faith. It undermines your faith. And so when you get enough sources in your world that have authority and that have influence, I'll tell you what, before long, you have a really difficult time remaining stable in your faith. You know, Hebrews eleven six tells us this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, it's not just enough to believe that there is a God. The question is, do you believe the biblical account of God? Do you believe that God's good and only good? Do you really believe that God's a rewarder? Now, you know, this scripture, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A legalist can take that phrase, diligently seek him, and turn that into every kind of dead works you can imagine. But we're just talking about seeking somebody out like you would in any kind of a loving relationship. Do you believe that God's a rewarder? See, most of what has been presented to us leaves us with the idea that just the universe or chance or whatever created all the good things in life and anything that's bad out there, God is doing to somehow test you. It's amazing how this has been so twisted. But we believe in a God who created a world and he revealed his nature to us so that we could trust him and he revealed it to us through his word, but he also revealed it to us through his creation. Now, living by faith isn't just about trying to believe God hard enough to get him to do something special for you. Living by faith is where every aspect of your life is governed and built on the wisdom of God's word. It's where instead of choosing to live out of the knowledge of good and evil that comes from your own judgments and your own heart and your own mind, you choose to live by what God says is good and evil. You choose to live by that which is valuable. And I'll tell you something, even this whole thing about good and evil, See, the real problem with God is not even good and evil because we're really not in a battle to choose good and evil, even though that's a part of the process. We're in a battle to choose either life or death, and it is our choice. And when we choose evil, we choose death, no matter how you want to package it theologically. But that's not God choosing death for us. That's not God punishing us. That is what we choose when we choose to live out of our own wisdom. See, if we don't trust God, not only have we made him a liar, but really all that's left to depend on is our dead religious works. If we don't trust God and we don't see him as our deliverer, what are we going to do whenever we are faced with an incredible onslaught that the Bible calls the tribulation? Listen, I told you I was going to tell you some enemies of your faith. Right now, the four great promoters of Luciferian thought in the world today. And Luciferian thought is twisted concepts about God, twisted concepts about truth, and these twisted concepts are promoted through four areas that Jesus almost would never think possible. Of course, first, there's the occult. And the occult is all about secret societies and organizations that work behind the scenes and try to use secret knowledge to overthrow the world. And unfortunately, the cult is very, very real and alive today and is working behind the scenes through what the Bible calls the great harlot that is influencing all of the governments of the world. And then, of course, the next thing is the governments of the world, you know. And the governments of the world, because they're in bed with the great harlot, the Bible tells us that they're drunk with the wine of her fornication. And based on just keeping the economical system alive so that they can have power and that they can seduce other people and they can gain wealth, governments of the world and the leaders of governments of the world 
are really, just stop and think about what they're promoting. They're promoting lawlessness. They're promoting that political correctness is more correct than the Word of God. That political morality is more moral than the Word of God. That social justice is more fair than the Word of God. And so we've got this whole corrupt system out here. And then, of course, you've got false science. Uh, now, you've got wonderful scientists out there that are discovering great things. But I'm going to tell you something. If a scientist comes out today and takes a stand for anything that points to anybody toward God, everybody knows that he'll be censored. He may be fired. Who knows what he'll go through because it will never be accepted within the realms that control the scientific community. And included in this, of course, is medicine. I know great doctors. I'm thankful for great doctors, but the medical community as a whole, not the doctors as individuals, but the community as a whole is driven by a willingness to destroy people's lives, to pervert the knowledge of how the body works, to make money off of sickness. And then, of course, there's religion. And religion is where you take enough of the truth that it sounds true, but you twist it enough to where it's not true, where it is robbed of your power. You've got your atheists and agnostics, and they are really being sucked in by the occults, the secret societies, the governments, you know, the educational system, the false science, and all of that. But then you've got the believers who are being undermined by all of that, plus religion that's telling you that God's mad, that God's angry, that God's out to get you. Now, we've got to come to a place where we're absolute in our trust for God. Now, faith is rooted in the creation of the world and the creation of man. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, a creation is so important because as you begin to study creation, you start realizing that the universe is finely tuned to support life. Everything in the universe is finely tuned to support life right here on planet Earth. I'm going to read you something by, I think, someone that is a great, great mind. And he's talking about our universe, and he says, Closer to home, the life support system we call the solar system has just the correct distribution of large and medium-sized planets to have swept clean most of the space through which Earth must travel. Our star, the sun, is just the right size to consume its supply of hydrogen and supply energy at a rate that provided the time and conditions for life to form. Our orbit through space at 150 million kilometers from the sun departs from a true cycle only by 3%. Were it elliptical as the orbit of Mars, the next planet out, we would alternate between baking in the summer or during the time that we're closer to the sun and freezing when we're distant from the sun. Earth contains just enough internal radioactivity to maintain its iron core in a molten state. This produces the magnetic umbrella that deflects an otherwise lethal dose of solar wind. The volcanic activity driven by this internal heating is just adequate to have released previously stored subterranean waters into our biosphere, making them available for life processes. But not so much of volcanism as to shroud our planet in dust. Earth's gravity is strong enough to hold the needed gases to our atmosphere, but weak enough to allow lighter noxious gases to escape into space. All this is balanced at just the correct distance from our star so that our biosphere is warm enough to maintain water in its liquid life-supporting state, but not so warm that it evaporates away into space. We are not dependent on Earth alone. We are truly children of the cosmos. A just right Earth was just the needed gravity, radioactivity, magnetic field, and volcanic activity to support life is located at just the correct distance from the sun to nurture the inception 
and the development of life. But earth should not be where it is. And he begins to explain how in relationship to all of the other plants, earth should actually be somewhere else. Now you think about all of these finely tuned aspects of what it takes for life to have come into being in planet earth. And then you think about all that it takes for life to be sustained here on planet earth. And you combine that with how our physical bodies are created. And you realize that at every second, there are billions of interchanges going on in the trillions of cells in your body, which means there are billions of things that have to be right inside of your body. There are billions of things that have to be right in the world around you, which points to the fact that none of this could have happened accidentally. It is totally impossible that the world or the universe in the length of time that scientists say that exists, that it could have come about randomly. We live in a perfectly tuned universe that reflects the perfect love of God. Romans 1.20 says this. It says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead. Now listen, the greatness, the goodness, the splendor of God, even the character of God, the attributes of God can be understood by these laws of physics. But now I'm going to tell you something. You just can't believe everything that you hear on the news. You can't believe everything that you read the newspapers. You've got to do some studying and uh, you've got to do some information. And you know, the book that I was reading from is called The Science of God. And I'm telling you, it is an incredible book. You can check out our website on our resources page and recommend it reading page. And I'll point you to it. It's quite a read. It'll bend your brain. But it's a scientist using the most advanced, updated information that we have to show that not only was this earth created, but it was created to uniquely support life. I want to tell you something. There's got to come a time in our life where we decide we are going to believe God no matter what. Because I want to tell you something. In the days that lie ahead, there are going to be overwhelming proofs of aliens that's going to be produced from various sources. There's going to be overwhelming proofs of things that totally contradict the Bible. And all of these things are going to be scientifically validated. And the whole design of these things is to bring about the great falling away. Because let me tell you something, Lucifer has no illusion in his mind that he's ever going to win this war against God. His only hope and his only joy is how many millions or billions of people he can destroy because his only joy in life is destroying that which God loves. The Bible says he was cast out of heaven. He runs about with great fury because he knows he only has a short time. Listen, don't go away. Be sure and come back for a mentoring moment. I want to leave you on what to do about all this. Be sure and check out the book and the CD series, Apocalypse, A Spiritual Guide of the Second Coming. There is nothing that I know of that will equip you and prepare you for not just the tribulation, but for any tribulation that you're going to face in your life. Now, you may wonder why we introduce this program every week as our cyber church ministry. You know, it's really, really simple. Church is when believers come together. And what we have found is that church has to fit into society. It has to work with people's lives. So anytime a group of people come together to worship God and study the Word of God and minister to one another, then church is happening no matter where it is, no matter what kind of house or building that is in. And I want to tell you something, one of the most powerful things in the Bible 
happened when the church met house to house. As a matter of fact, right now in other parts of the world, the greatest revivals in the world are happening where the church is meeting house to house because when this gets real in your home and in your neighborhood, in your community, that's when it starts getting real in your life and the lives of those people that you're influencing. So I just want to encourage you, start your I group and use this as the teaching portion, then minister to people however God leads and help heal the people in your world. You know, the Bible tells us that by faith, we understand that the world, which is seen, was created out of that which is not seen. You know, you're really not going to start your journey of faith by believing about creation, honestly. Now, you can make up your mind to believe that. You can make up your mind for that to be an essential part of your belief system. But really, where faith really starts is what you experience in your own heart and your own life. The degree of freedom from sin, the degree of freedom from the past, the ability to love and to enjoy life, all of those things that happen as you follow the Lord from your heart, those are the things that make you realize that everything else that God said is believable. You know, when it becomes believable to you that you can be in love and have a great life, when it becomes believable to you that your sins are forgiven, when it becomes believable to you that everything, you know, that God says about you personally, you start experiencing and your life starts changing, then that makes it incredibly easy to believe everything else. Because you notice that scripture said, by faith we understand. It didn't say we understand and that brings faith. Man, I thank God for books like The Science of God, the book that I read to you from. And don't forget, it's available on our website if you're interested in it. Go to our resources area. But the truth is, a person who is not experiencing God in their own heart, it doesn't matter how much information they see. That's just going to be something they're going to try to disprove. If we believe in our hearts, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're experiencing Him in our heart, if, you know, I look back to the man that I used to be and where I am today, or where I was five minutes after I gave my life to Jesus, and I look at the transformation that took place, and to me, the greatest miracle in the world wasn't that God created the earth. The greatest miracle in the world wasn't that Jesus raised the dead and opened blind eyes. The greatest in the miracle in the world was He raised me from the dead. And when that's your reality, you're not going to have any problem believing anything else. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.